Morning, everybody. Of course, just what we need. GMTV have now got an expert in how to pack your bags. I mean, I couldn't believe it either. Unfortunately, it's the uh, apprentice hanger-on, Kate Walsh. I mean, dear God in heaven. I mean, these, these people from The Apprentice, they'll grab hold of anything, won't they? What can you do, love? Uh, I, I can pack a suitcase. Oh, go away, for Christ's sake. Of course, her first big question was, how do I avoid excess baggage? And my answer to you, darling, is dump the thick Geordie boyfriend. OK, there you go. There's my handy hint of the day. Because I'm feeling in a particularly bitter and twisted mood this morning, which always guarantees a fairly lively programme. And uh, the other story today, Asda, I should have mentioned it yesterday, they've slashed the price of petrol under a pound. 99 pence a litre. Come on, start boycotting garages that don't lower the price of petrol. They don't need to raise it this month. They're just ripping you off. The big companies are ripping you off big time. So why don't we all boycott them? Go to Asda, kick the other ones where it hurts, in their little pockets, because they're ripping you off, and, uh, and then hopefully all the other ones will have to start dropping it in line with Asda. So that's good news, isn't it? I feel we could do something positive today, people power. Uh, Moore's murderer Ian Brady has vowed to never again speak about the killings. Dashing, of course, the final hope of victim Keith Bennett's mum to find her son's body. I wish somebody had killed you, Mr Brady. Would have been so much easier, wouldn't it? Wouldn't have had to suffer with your droning on, I'm afraid. Dreadful, dreadful. Uh, another one here. Oh, God, go guess who it is out on the town again. Come on, three out of ten. Come on, three, three guesses. You'll get it straight away. But it's right, I'll give you, give you a clue. Convicted thug, useless prank, uh, plank, and... Uh, Used to be married to Jade Goody. Oh, you got it before that, didn't you? Yes, Jack Tweed, out on the town, sharing a cab with Bianca Gascoigne. Oh, still drinking, Bianca. Fantastic. What a credit to the younger generation. My God, two wastes of space in the same cab. Fantastic. I love them. And, of course, we, we're going to get... Oh, here he is, Jamie Gray Jr. again. This is the boy in court, banned from going anywhere near horses. He's from a travelling family, and he's basically stuck two fingers up to the court and going, I'll do what I bloody well like. And that's what he's doing. So the RSPCA uh, said they are working with police to see if bail conditions have been breached. Looks fairly straightforward to me. I don't know why it takes anybody else too long. Unbelievable. They've also got another programme coming up on the television. People who dress their pets up. You know, people who dress their dogs up to go to a dog wedding. These people should be prosecuted. You don't dress animals up. That's what they've got fur for. They've got fur. You know, that's otherwise, you know, we, we put clothes on because we don't have fur. Well, I don't know, actually, Christine Ronas has had a fair amount and Jordan looks like she's got a body covered in most of it. As you'll be seeing on Saturday, they've recorded the interview and in, a, in an effort to try and make it really interesting, she's come up with her usual... Again, poor old Jordan can't remember anything. So she said, I never slept with that bloke in Ibiza. Nobody ever said she did, least of all Pete. Because if you remember, that occurred after he'd left her. And she's saying, he walked out on me. Nobody ever said any different, darling. In fact, we were all advising him to walk out on you ages ago because you're just naff. You're really naff. Everybody knows that he's not going out with Chantel, but, of course, it's a great way to wind you up. But as I've said to you before, and I'll explain it again, I'll do it very slowly for you, Jordan. They're with the same agent. Remember? Remember the agent you used to have and she ditched you? You remember? Oh, you poor soul, honestly. Anyway, she's going to be droning on on Saturday. I will be watching. There's no doubt about it. She's filmed it in a house, so obviously no audience, because they'd be booing and throwing things. So they very wisely decided not to do it with an audience. Very nice indeed. And do you remember that uh, million-pound mansion that the migrant Afghan mum shares with her seven kids? Do you remember the one in Ealing? And people are going, what? well, could she not have another house? You know, it turns out she has got a husband, but he's living elsewhere. It seems to me an awful lot of... I mean, we've seen this before, where we've had these situations where people come over, and then somebody else comes over, and then for some reason they seem to split up. You think, well, obviously it can't be, you know, sort of a rock-solid marriage. And they always split up so that one partner gets a house and the other one. This woman gets a very big house, 
But apparently, uh, customs, revenue and customs, paid a visit the other day. Strange, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm always fascinated, as indeed probably many of you are, as to how a woman who accumulates 170000 a year in benefits, dear God, we should all be so lucky, uh, and lives in a £1.2 million house, not her problem, but they have two BMW, two BMWs outside the house. And most of you are thinking, excuse me, I have to get up for work. I have to go out to work in the morning. And these people don't do anything. So when, of course, the newspaper, the sun, go, hello, can we have a word about this? A bloke says, no one wants to speak to you. Leave the street. Leave the... Who do you think you are? Leave the street. I tell you, we've got to sort this benefits rubbish out. It's just getting out of hand. It's just getting stupid. really is. 84850-steve-at-lbc.co.uk. D says, I'm so glad you're in a foul mood. I am too. No particular reason. Just life, the universe, and micro-celebrities. It's lovely, isn't it? I love it. There was a man up in court the other day, accused of flashing on a train. He walked free because they said to the uh, woman concerned, like you're going to remember, was there anything distinguishing about the bit that he flashed? And she went, no. Well, unfortunately, in this particular case, there is, because he's got a lizard tattooed on it. I mean, you don't have to worry about the mentality. I mean, he's quite clearly a bit gay. I mean, he'd have to be, you know, because otherwise, you'd be going to a tattooist, a man... And he'd be tattooing your willy. I think that kind of makes you a little bit gay. OK? Just a little bit. You know, so why he'd be flashing at people, I've got no idea. But, uh, but he did. Oh, and I tell you the other day, oh, I'm so glad. Remember that remorseless gang of wild dogs? The uglies out there. Leon Atwell, Amici Karma, George Amponsa, Kedu Diaz, Godowi Jufail, and Freddie Amponsa. Filth, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute filth. A gang of wild dogs, 96 years in prison. Fantastic. Stay there and rot. However, the rest of this cowardly little girl's blouse gang started shouting obscenities, I'm afraid, at Shaquille Smith's family outside the court. You pieces of pond life. You really are, honestly. Don't worry. In prison, they'll be turning over a whole new leaf and a whole new bunk bed, I should imagine, in there. You know, 18 years on average. Oh, I think they'll be crossing to the dark side, and it always makes me laugh. Although, let's... You want to bring back hanging, don't you? I know you do, really. You know, provided it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's sort of proven beyond all shadow of a doubt. You know, let's just get them out there and hang them. Oh, look, who's back in, uh, in uh, EastEnders? Danielle Westbrook. It sort of kind of looks like Danielle Westbrook. She looks a little bit Botoxed. Been away for nine... I can't hear you. Why are you talking to me? You're coming out of my speaker in the studio. Be very careful. <laughs> don't say anything that's, uh, that's not nice. But apparently... You know, after her, her coke problems, problems, she couldn't stay off it, could she? The uh, whole inner bit of her nose disappeared. Uh, she's now had her teeth whitened, straightened hair and three boob jobs. Fantastic. Unfortunately, she looks like she can't move anything at all. She looks a bit peculiar, really. She does look very, uh, very odd. Mind you, talking of odd, there's a story in the paper today about a couple trying to get their missing dog back by spraying streets with their urine. Have you heard of this one before? Jonathan and Louise Baltes have been searching for their black Labrador since Saturday. In desperation, they consulted a dog behavioural expert who told them to mark territory in their posh neighbourhood. So they've actually gone round sprinkling bottles of diluted urine in trails. I mean, I don't quite get how that works, actually. I'm not really sure. But apparently the founder of the, uh, of the website who advised them, said a dog's sense of smell is 3,000 3, times more potent than ours and a lost dog relies on its nose to get home. Well, it knows what your wee smells like. How does that work? What sort of dog have they got? The dog that recognises wee. I mean, we know dogs do disgusting things. Oh, there's a woman on the train the other day. I nearly said something. She get, No, she was on the bus. She gets on the bus. I don't know, my 
couldn't differentiate between the bus and the train. And she sits on there, and she was, she was a hefty hideaway girl. You know, she'd put on a few pounds and the stone. And she gets, and what does she do? She starts eating sweets. So I don't have a problem with that. People like, because some people are addicted to sweets. Some people smoke. Some people drink. She was, she was doing sweets. And then she committed the cardinal sin. She puts her filthy, dirty feet up on the seat opposite. Do you know, you really want to be a policeman and go, Oi, fatty, get your feet off the seats. You've walked through dog excrement and everything else, and now you're putting them on the seat. Are you mad? Are you mad? The answer is, she looked a bit barking, I'm afraid. I hate it. People putting feet up on the seats. Oh, just does my head in it, really does. Anyway, at least it's Friday. So that's good, isn't it? We like Friday. I like most days of the week. But, uh, but Friday, we like a little bit better. It's true, actually, they have signed up uh, Alicia Dixon. God knows why. I'm sure she's perfectly pleasant, but she knows, and let's face it, absolutely diddly squat about ballroom dancing. So she did it. Doesn't make her a judge. They should have kept Arlene, I'm afraid. But uh, she's been given a spot on the one show. Oh, Christ. They're so desperate in the one show, aren't they? I can't bear it. I cannot bear the one show. I'm afraid for me it's click off. Click off. Click off. They're just such an awful couple. They really are. Mind you, I tell you, it's awful as well on the television. I happened to get it this morning. And it's, um, it's a celebrity cooking programme on the BBC with Wendy Peters again. As somebody proved, you know, proving that the, the acting she did in Coronation Street wasn't even acting because she had to go to a restaurant and cook with two other people I've never even heard of. Or oh, Jane Middlemass was one of them. All these people must sit around waiting for the next reality show to start. And they sent Wendy to a restaurant. Can't get the acting jobs, Wendy, or what is it? I mean, what's going on now? You've done quite a few of these uh, reality shows. Peter Kay wants his new children's cartoon character, Big Christine, to become the next Susan Boyle. What, mad as a March hare? <laughs> I really don't think so. Mm. Oh, lovely. Nice bit of cold water. Bit of cold water. Uh, also, what else was I going to mention to you today? Oh, there was something. Oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, the strawberries, Ray, in Balham. We can't remember what they were called. They were from Kent. I don't know if it went on the blog that day. I can't remember if I wrote down. Because it was on a Friday, because John Warrington was in. And I cannot remember, because it was last week. It last, I mean, fancy a week late, for goodness sake. Wake up. A week, I can't remember, last Tuesday, let alone Friday. We'll, we'll have a check on the blog, see if we can find it. We know they're from Kent. You could podcast. £32 a month, you know. Help, you know, Steve Allen's retirement fund. I mean, come on. You know, at the moment, we're not, we haven't got much further than South End. I'm looking for a bit further, you know, the more money, please. £32, that's not a lot of money. Really quite cheap. But, um, was there something else I was going to mention to you as well? Like, oh, yes, the Walk for Crones. That's on, pardon me, Sunday's blog of last week. Sunday's blog. A lot of people are asking me about this Walk for Crones. And, uh, I think it's 10 kilometre Crones. I think I'll, I'll I'll check that a bit later on. We'll, we'll go through and have a have a look on the blog for you. Okay, this we will do for you this morning. Why? Because it's Friday, and why? Because we love you, and why? Because I couldn't get less if it rains today. Because I'm finishing here and going back home to bed. Because my throat shot through. I feel as if I've got some sort of cold coming on. A little bit feeble, isn't it? It's it. I tell you what it is. It's air conditioning. In and out of it, like there's no tomorrow. So you go from being hot, cold, hot, cold. Oh, they've had all my jabs. I shouldn't be getting anything like that. Oh, we got a howl low this morning as well. Oh, lovely. Field and Trek camping vouchers. Field and Trek camping vouchers? What the dickens are those? Oh, you can get anything. You can get uh, clothes, a tent, sleeping bags, and any other camping equipment you may need. So there you go. Field and Trek camping vouchers. Ooh, how appropriate. It's uh, 16 minutes past five. Travel news and advice, Sunday afternoon from 2. LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 18 minutes. 18 minutes past five o'clock. Friday morning, 
Phew, we've made it through the week. We've had rain, we've had sun, we've had no air conditioning, we've had air conditioning, then we've had part air conditioning, and now we're all back to normal, and now I start aching. And this is where it sort of gets the... So I go back home and immerse myself in the love boat. I've decided... It's such a good film, such a good programme, and I've got so many... uh, Copies of it. I'm really going to enjoy it a lot. Anyway, here are these uh, field and trek camping vouchers. 500 quid's worth can be yours. So, in other words, with the good weather, it's also a great cheap holiday. Or failing that, you could just have the kids camping out in the garden. I mean, for £500, you get a very nice tent, let me tell you. And you can get the accoutrement on the go with it. You know, the zip-up, the sewn-in, ground sheet. And some really good... You don't have to start assembling these things. Now you just sort of push a button and it pops up in front of you, which is very good indeed. So, lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 6pm today. Text LBC... Follow by your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. So LBC, then your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lights close at six pm today. Must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for four times and conditions. That's good, isn't it? Let me quickly before John gets here wander through some of the stories in the papers just to really get you going. Apparently, now you see what did I say? I'm, I'm almost getting embarrassed. I'm right all the time. They, they were saying that Cheryl Cole is going to break it in America, and I said they won't understand a word she's saying, and that's the problem. They can't understand her accent, and it's no good. What they're expecting is somebody to better speak properly, and she can't. She's Geordie. You know, it's great if you're Geordie, but in America, they've got no idea what she's saying. It's like if you listen to some of the accents from some of the parts of America, you know, where everybody can't talk like that. And, and you, you, you do struggle to it. Well, I mean, Cheryl Cole is unfortunately one of those poor creatures, looks fantastic, shouldn't open a gob at all. Really shouldn't. There's nothing worse, is the Geordie accents. Way, well, eh? You know, I mean, all the women sound like blokes. That's why they really have to make an effort. So I don't think it's going to work in America, because they're going to have to put subtitles up. How embarrassing is that? Sorry, love, we can't understand a word you're seeing. Be very funny, won't it? Katie Price has blamed Peter Andre for their marriage collapse. Oh, shut up, you dreary old bag. Nobody cares. Nobody's interested. All he wants, he's, he's maintained the discreet silence. Uh, contrary to reports, Kate does not accuse him of infidelity, but does hit out on him for walking out on their three-year marriage. I'm surprised it lasted that long, dear. I'm surprised it lasted that long. You were so revolting in every which way, shape or form, drunk, sober, vile. Vile. He made it last three years, by God. And anyway... Uh, her claims have already led to a furious bust-up between the warring couple. Apparently, Peter's incensed lawyer is apparently ready to take action. They're going to watch the programme. They're going to wait and see what she says. And, uh, and she has, apparently, she's broken down in tears. Of course you have, dear, because you suddenly... Re- the reason she's done it at her house, as I say, is because if there was a studio audience, they'd be pelting her with fruit and rotten eggs. They would absolutely... And then she'd realise just how much people hate her. I couldn't care less whether the marriage survives or doesn't. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. But you do think, all you do is conduct all your life in the media... Why don't you just keep your big gob shut, get on with your little job, divorce him, don't divorce him, sort out the money and go away and leave the rest of us alone. We're not interested in your shallow existence. Oh, dear. Front page story, Colleen. Oh, Christ, she's back again. Apparently, uh, the teenage son of Colleen Nolan has been battling swine flu. Jake, 16, is in quarantine at home after being rushed to doctors with telltale raging, raging fevers and headaches. She's still managing to come down here and do loose women. Do you think she's infecting everybody? Anyway, here she is again. Isn't it funny? I, I laughed the other I was mentioning to a friend of mine the other day. After all the brouhaha about the, the Nolans getting back together and the music industry went, you're joking, aren't you? And, uh, and they had lots of pictures taken and all the dates went up. It's gone very quiet. You know why? Because I reckon very shortly they're going to start cancelling dates left, right and centre. Because actually, to be honest with you, Michael Jackson's overtaken anything the Nolans could ever... Well, they can do. Come out there and mime. 
I mean, Colleen appears to be doing loose women every day. So obviously not rehearsing, you know, which you should be doing, I'm afraid. A little bit, uh, little bit sad, is it? The no, I mean, no, seriously, buy a ticket for that. Um, apparently David Beckham named his third son after close pal Tom Cruise. Close pal, honestly. I don't think the Cruises really have the Beckhams as... Uh, and she had some great gossip the other day, which I can't repeat to you, which is such a shame, because always the best gossip is the gossip I can't tell you. Terrible, really, isn't it? But uh, anyway, apparently Beckham said, we called him Cruise after Tom Cruise. They're marvellous. They also know Eva Longoria, so expect the next one to be called Longoria, I should imagine, which will be interesting. Uh, another one here, very quick. I'm trying to go through these papers as fast as possible. I felt very sorry for a man the other day. He worked in a chocolate factory and he fell into a vat of chocolate and died. Because obviously it's, it's boiling hot. Dreadful, isn't it? Can't think of anything worse. Uh, school lunch crunch. Most children are continuing to snub healthy school dinners. They were all saying to Jamie Oliver, not interested, love. I'm sorry, they're, they're children. They want to eat all these trans fats. They want to eat all this garbage. You've only got to look at the dreadful food places around Twickenham. You know, people queue up for this gut-busting Kentucky Fried Chicken, for burgers, for pizzas, all the stuff which is OK to have once a week, not every day. Unfortunately, the students that we get in Twickenham eat Kentucky Fried Chicken every day. But, of course, they're going to be paying the price. Not now, because they're kids, but later... They're really going to be paying the price. Really paying the price. Um, where are we here? A lot, of pi- a lot of pictures of sharks in the paper today, which I don't think is that exciting. And strangely enough, there's a picture. Do you remember I told you about New Quay, where all these students go when they've done their GCSEs, and they get drunk, and they sit on beaches, and two of them have fallen off the edge of the cliff, OK, because they were drunk. And I said the other day that a 16-year-old lad, Paddy Higgins... Uh, had fallen off the cliff. So his parents had put a picture of him in the paper today. They put a picture on there, basically saying, why was he served drink at 16? Well, I don't want to say that his parents are naive in any way, but for God's sake, there are 14-year-olds out there getting served alcohol. For the simple reason, the pubs cannot tell the difference. And also, all these kids just produce... Listen, if he didn't buy it, somebody else buys it for him. And they said, why was he served drink at 16? Because they do. He was doing shots of booze. You can get, I guarantee you could do any pub in London. You could do a sweep with the police tonight, tomorrow night, tomorrow lunchtime. You will find kids under the age of 18 drinking in pubs. In America, it's 21. So they're very hot on it. They want to see ID. The trouble is over here, people make fake ID. You can make a fake ID. And you stand, you've only got to look at the, oh, I don't know what they had in Twickenham yesterday. God knows. We go, we're going back and on the train, some girls get on and they're wearing bright pink tights. So I'm assuming it was sort of dressed down Thursday, or they're getting ready for their school holidays. By the time we get to Twickenham, the bright pink tights have been replaced by, well, one girl who, even Graham and I looked at each other, and she was probably about 13. She is wearing the tightest little tiny shorts you've ever seen. In fact, he said to me, he said, that would not look out of place on the Reaper Barn, which, in case you don't know, is a hangout for hookers. She had a little push-up bra on. This is a little, a little child... And these shorts, she had no, no leggings, no, no sort of stockings or anything like that, or tights or anything. And I'm looking at it thinking, I think you're kind of sending out the wrong message. But the other thing that worried me is what sort of parent would allow their child to go out dressed like that? You know, we all used to cheat years ago. Your, your, your mum would go, what are you wearing? you go, well, this. And she go, well, you're not wearing it. Go and put something proper on. And so what you used to do is you used to sneak out to the garage and you'd put your outfit on there or whatever it was and then you'd nip out. This girl yesterday, a wholly inappropriate outfit. Absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. Oh, why did I keep this? Oh, yes, this is the uh, pets in full wedding gear. 
There's a company looking for people who dress their pets up and marry them. You know, you've seen people marrying their dogs and cats. I mean, it's, 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 it's animal abuse, I'm afraid. I'm afraid dogs and cats don't want to wear sunglasses and sort of put on silly outfits. They're animals. They're animals. They don't do things like that. Um, <clears throat> Steve, I travel through Trafalgar Square every morning at about 4.50 on my way to work and try to see who's standing on the spare plinth. Yesterday, a girl was holding up a sign which I couldn't read. This morning, a man was dressed in a bird suit. What would you decide to do on the plinth if you decided to get... I wouldn't get on. I can't think of any more stupid in my entire life. What a bunch of saddos. Gonna, what are you going to do? I'm going to stand on a plinth in Trafalgar Square. You've got nothing better to do? Not really. We thought we wouldn't just stand on it. We thought if we were going to do it, we would do it... Um, We'd do it and take take the show there and do the Steve Allen show for an hour on the plinth. And we reckon we could actually make it back here in the ad break coming up to the news, uh, because it's only down the road. And then I thought, to be honest with you, there'd be a lot of people trying to touch. A lot of people trying to touch, and they'd be laying on of hands, and we'd never get round to the programme. People say, Steve, Steve, you know, we have that sort of kind of hero worship. A little bit worrying, but, you know, nice. It's just that some people now start to do snogs, and I don't I really don't do snogs. It's probably where I got this blooming cold from, I should imagine. Uh, can't email for long, says Johnny of Brixton, or is it? I think I'm being bugged. I'm going to try very hard to stay in contact. I'll have to go now. The man with the bowl hat's across the road. I think he's listening in. OK, wait a minute. I'm not a celebrity or an MP. Worrying, isn't it? Worrying. Do you know, yesterday they were talking about um, cabs at Heathrow Airport. And it was, it was very strange listening to all the people, because you've only got to mention cabs at Heathrow Airport. And I think they were talking about uh, minicabs getting a phone. Well, they've got them all out of town. They've got them at Stansted. They've got them at Gatwick. Got them outside Twickenham Railway Station. There's a cab. You pick it up. Sorry, it's a phone. You pick it up. You call a minicab. So it doesn't make any difference. What I wanted to know was why all these cabs want to go up there, sit in a feeder park for hours to get one fare back to London. I mean, I would, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I just never got the mentality. And people go, you know, because I used to get in there and go Twickenham. And they go, you're having a laugh, aren't you? I go, no, I've been waiting three hours up here. And I used to say, well, you're stupid, aren't you? Why would you want to sit three hours in a feeder park? You, if you're dropping off at the airport, you turn round, you come back into town again. Why sit up there for three hours? Unless, of course, as has been suggested, there's so much filthy lucre in it, it's easy to make about seven grand a week, says Johnny. And he should know, because he's a black, black cab driver. How cool is that? Seven grand. This is LBC 97.3. Mum, I'm hungry. Wait till we get home. But, Mum, there's strawberries in this bag. No, they're for Mum and Dad. Text 84850. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 29 minutes to uh, six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC 97.3. No, is that all right? Seems fine, Seems actually, right, yes. John Warrington's here. Morning, John. Morning. Morning. Actually, there's a, another, another prat in the papers. Every day I open up the papers. Here's one. He's, uh, he's a rather stupid uh, teenager. He's in, he's in Yorkshire, West Yorkshire, mm. and he's trying to get the number of a pizza delivery company. Right. Because quite clearly he's an idiot. And, uh, and he does get the number for the presidential residence in Washington, D.C., Oh. He gets the number for the White House, OK, by mistake. Oh, so please. he calls it being drunk and being the complete idiot that he is. And uh, he says uh, there's a bomb in Madison Square Garden. No. I mean, you know, they don't come any more thick than this one here. Thomas Hutchinson. So the operator immediately noticed up on her screen, it's a UK number. She pushes a button, which is a trace on where it's come from. Uh, the FBI swing into action. He's arrested... Straight away. He's waited uh, a number of uh, months now. 
And um, she says, the, the operator, I was emotionally and psychologically affected and thought of 9-11 again. Because, unfortunately, you do get these stupid people who will yes. phone up and think they're being really clever by going, oh, there's, there's a bomb on this bus, and then put the phone down. When they find them, I think they should publicly flog these people. But anyway, this one here, his, his lawyer said it was a drunken episode. He had 14 months of anxiety arising out of a breathtakingly stupid telephone call that lasted less than a minute. Anyway, they've adjourned the case for reports. Well, I, I, I it, hope they throw him in prison as a lesson to <clears> you <throat> cannot do this to people. They've done it to people who did it for aeroplanes. Yes, yes. And you go to prison for 18 months to, to teach them a lesson you not to be so stupid. Do not phone people up and they can find you in seconds. You know why? Because there's cameras all over. If somebody phoned from Leicester Square, they can go, right, wait a minute, what time did that call come in? OK, let's go back onto the cameras. That's the person. And before you know where you are, you're in the papers and somebody will shop you down the line. And with GPS now, your yeah. phone is, your, is like a, an antenna. They can find you if you were on the moon. Oh, they'd know where you were. Really? Yes, even you. Good heavens above. I like the idea of being on the moon this I'm morning. I'm surprised you haven't <laughs> been tapped into. I would, I'd pr- listen, as soon as I thought saw the list of people, I thought, well, thank God I've not been tapped. <laughs> yes, but not for many a year. Your list is coming up Monday. Monday's the edition of the card. Oh, well, well, Steve Allen. Well, it tapped. says here, it says Vanessa Feltz has been tapped, I thought, on more than one occasion, <laughs> yes. I think. I think I've been there. Anyway, Katie Price <clears> has. Uh, you know, okay, t- they, they, they've, they've extended this dreary interview, and she says he's not as innocent uh, as he makes out. We're not, n- nobody's ever said he was. See, the trouble no. is, she's so screwed up in her head, she doesn't know where she is. She starts making these things up, and she says, Chantelle Houghton, an ugly version of me. Well, admittedly, she's as dim as you, darling, but I don't think ugly. I mean, both of you are uglies. I'd, who's you know, doing the interview? Piers Morgan. Oh, it's At the, her it's... house, so it's already been done. Oh, it was a repeat of the last, because yeah. remember he did her but before, strange enough, they he? have said here, uh, the interview <clears> had to be extended. Well, I don't know how they've managed that with the scheduling, unless you can just sort of move the scheduling around on ITV. It's not a continuation of the last episode. No, this is her putting the record straight, <clears> because this <throat> stupid old bag thinks we're interested in why it's split up. We know why it's split up, you're revolting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who, in their right mind, would seriously ever marry you again. And I think she, she's missing her sidekick, because really, on her own... She's not great on her own. Oh, she's useless. I watched a bit... They, they're still showing that programme. Yeah. And, and everyone you talk to that watches that programme says, it's really good, you know, it's compelling. You cannot stop watching yeah. her and Pete in California. She just puts him down, though, all the time. She's yeah. constantly putting him down. I make all the money, Pete. I make all the money. Well, I'll tell you what, darling, why don't you just rent a rent boy? Make it so much easier for you, because that's all you're going to be reduced to. She could go back to Ibiza. Oh, please, God, believe her <laughs> Take there. her clothes off oh. and go dancing all oh, no, night. Oh, no, no, no. According to yesterday's papers, she's going back to America to resume her acting career. Really? Acting, dear. I don't think... They've got people who can speak over there. <laughs> Admittedly, not you and Cheryl Cole. Perhaps... Oh, no, look, no, this Cheryl Cole thing, OK. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm waiting to hear your Newcastle accent. Newcastle. Like a, uh, like a grove? You have to think of Alfida Zane Pet. Yes, because I can't do it any, any length of time. Because of your throat? Because mm. of... Have you not done the speaker thing yet? Oh, she's not done it yet. Do it, do it now. Carry on doing it now. <clears throat> she's coming out. The You're coming out the big. You're speaker. coming out the big speaker. Don't. She's coming out the big speaker. Don't say anything else. Don't say anything else. rude. Don't say anything else. Dear, the sirens, isn't it? Well, Blimey, can you imagine? Yes, be very careful. So, yeah, we can hear you coming out the big speakers. <laughs> you better not. You better be careful what you say. Because well, if she good. corrects you, we'll yeah. all know about it. There's a picture of this uh, this gang of arrogant cowards, mm-hmm. and outside the court, 
this gang after the sentences. 96 <laughs> years they've been jailed for, for life. I hope to God they rot in prison, all of them. And their little girly friends outside, but they happen to be boys, are outside thinking they're all big and clever. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, this is, they, they sort of Have a look. shouted. At, they, they, this is members oh, of the same gang. that lovely boy? Jailed this gang. As I said before, they're so looking forward to seeing you in prison, boys. They Just really are. Some fresh meat will be uh, certainly something to liven up the weekend. Just you wait. Just you wait, <laughs> Henry Higgins. Just you wait. Oh, strangely enough, despite missing the unveiling of his wife's memorial, saying he was too busy, uh, Jack Tweed still had time to get boozed up again with uh, old Bianca Gascoigne. My God, honestly. Pond life to pond life. Oh, and it's uh, hilarious, uh, isn't it? According to the, uh, one of the, paper, the, the evening papers last night, he was out. Mm. Um, it, uh, he stopped his very, very busy schedule to party mm. in Soho's Mavida nightclub. Yeah. Goodness me, these clubs really do get a mention all the time, don't they? Yeah. But despite claiming, according to the newspaper last night, uh, despite claiming that he was too busy to attend a memorial service for his late wife, Jade Goody. Mm. And he was dancing with your favourite person, Michelle Heaton. Michelle Heaton, because she's like everywhere, isn't she? A little bit old and haggard looking now, Michelle, but very sweet, dear, to see you out on the town. I don't trying to muscle in on publicity. I don't think she has a home. I think she just lives in a nightclub. Yes. The trouble is, it's, 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 it's terribly sad, because what you're seeing here is the terminally stupid. Mm. Because what they're doing is they get photographed going in nightclubs. They think, I'm in the paper all the time because I'm famous. Unfortunately, nobody's going to give you a job, dear. The only sort of jobs you're going to get are those ones. And once your looks fade, Michelle, God, no, you'll be like Jordan, dear. Where will it all end? Couldn't <laughs> well, keep your marriage yeah. together, could you? You know, and uh, Bianca Gascoigne, another one, props up bars. And that's what they think is being famous now. That's Whereas years ago, people went out and they worked. You know, there are some people in the country who do still work. Unfortunately, this load of idle layabouts. I mean, I don't think Jack Tweed's ever done a day's work in his life. And does Peaches do anything? No, no. Apart from really. appearing in newspapers every night. And I tell you who must get the most coverage of anybody ever. She is in the newspapers every single solitary day. And to be honest, I'm really bored with it. Who is that? Kate Moss. Oh, I know. Do you know, I've, the first time I looked at Kate Moss, I oh. thought, you're not that good-looking. I don't think she's good-looking good you know, at all. I've seen much... There are much better girls walking around this building. Absolutely. No, I'll take that back, actually. There aren't any good-looking Not girls. at five o'clock in the not morning. Not five o'clock in the morning. In fact, I'm the best... Which gives you a rough <clears> idea. I'm the best-looking thing. Tell me why I'm. this is interesting, right? This is just a typical, typical thing. This is in the London Buzz thing in the London paper last night. Mm. Kate Moss visited a medical clinic after lunching at the Walsley with hairdresser pal James Brown. I don't care where she had lunch. And she went. James Brown was dead. This <laughs> is not that James Who's this Brown. One? There's another, another one. James Brown. What the same name? <clears throat> the same. Unbelievable. Name. Was there a picture of him? No, there isn't actually. Oh, no, it says, she can't be. Um, she can't be feeling too sick though, as she still managed to entertain Sadie Frost, Dave Gardner at her Sir John's Wood Pad well into the night. But does anybody care? I couldn't give a stuff about these models, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, they are. They're just overpaid clothes horses. Yeah, is it? So well, overpaid. She certainly gets... She's well yeah. paid. She has got her own uh, line in clothing, hasn't oh, she? I'm quite the, sure. Oh, uh, I have too. You have too. Yes, I have my own Steve Allen uh, pants and vest selection. That's uh, <laughs> available at all good uh, stores. I thought you had Steve Allen sock collection. Socks. Socks. I'll tell you who they gave an award us. to. Who, who has just been given an honorary degree at his hometown university? I'll give you a clue. It was Bolton University, so you can imagine the standards may be not as high as other places. Bolton. Bolton, OK? The Blank clue is shit. Bolton. OK? Who was given an honorary degree? I mean, they quite clearly hand these out by, like sweets. They do. Uh, someone from Coronation Street? No. Somebody from Bolton makes a living out of talking, like, from Bolton. Oh, the, the comedian man. No, no, not comedian. Not comedian. Not a comedian? No. 
No, not a comedian. Anne from Bolton. Amanda's got it. Amanda's got it Amanda's already. Got it already. Yeah. We couldn't hear us thinking. No, well, she's thinking aloud now. <laughs> yeah. Bolton. 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 He's made a career out of coming from Bolton and talking about Bolton. He used to be a male model. Okay. A male model. He's very tall and he wears a lot of very, very flash clothes, but he's an awful presenter. Okay. And he's from... Oh, it's hopeless. It really is. It's, I mean, and he's know... from Bolton. Wait a minute. Boom. Vernon Kay. Oh, Vernon Kay. That's who I meant, the comedian. Oh, no, Vernon Kay. Vernon Kay, you're yes. thinking of yes, you Peter Kay. Yes, I'm thinking of Peter yeah. Kay. Sorry, sorry, He was sorry. given an honorary degree. He almost broke down as he received the doctorate. <laughs> My God, they must hand them out like jelly tops up there. What's he ever done? I can't imagine. Yeah. He said to be given an award by my local town. I won't carry on because I'm going to burst into tears. Well, exactly. The rest of us are in uh, gobsmacked as well. <laughs> that wasn't a very good clue, by the way. Because is the one about the words. No, but I was just doing that to wind you up. So I thought you don't get <laughs> it in thirty seconds. We're never going to get completely off on a tangent. You should have done um, new wave family fortunes, isn't it, or something? Jill Pachetti's in the paper today. Really? No, oh, no. Strange enough, I thought she'd disappeared. Really? Is she in another but, Bollywood uh, film? She swapped the reality TV circus for the real thing. She showed off her animal instincts in a petter anti-cruelty campaign. Oh my God! It's it's come to that now. That's all she can get, poor soul. Well, I think she a uh, campaign. She did that huge charity cricket thing, didn't she? International didn't cricket. Does she own thing. a cricket team or something? She now. does. Well, she got together a kind of a celebrity uh, yeah. cricket team from India, Good and uh, they were playing for charity. Poor soul. Uh, Richard says, glad to know you're on full form this morning. Yes. I was cooking with gas earlier on. I forgot to mention, actually, the cabs. Going back to Johnny, he says, uh, after driving a black cab for nearly 26 years, I couldn't care less whether or not they put a phone in for minicabs. I've worked every combination in the job, know all the angles. It's all hot air about what minicabs do. And, of course, the other thing which people forget is most licensed cab drivers were minicab drivers, because that's how they earned money while they were doing the knowledge. They were out minicabbing. And he said it comes down to choice. And to be honest, everybody loves choice. I get tired of the same old arguments from both sides of the trade. Hasn't stopped me earning seven grand a week. (laughs) (laughs) She was referring to some kind of obscure currency like the um, Indian rupee. 7,000 Indian rupees. (laughs) I like the Indian rupee, actually. (laughs) I love rupees. I I like that. It just sounds nice. Um, Oh, Asda, and I mentioned earlier on, so we all have to support Asda today until we kick the other petrol stations yes. into reducing it to 99p Fabulous as well. petrol, 99p, isn't it? I think so. I did get a, a voucher. Well, I bought. I had to go to Tesco's for something, and that I oh, spent right. X amount of money, and they said, ah, here's your petrol voucher, and then you get 5p off a litre of petrol. Oh, they did that in Sainsbury's. So, in other words, the more money you spend, the more money you get off the petrol. Yes, I got five pence off a litre. That's so, all right. Yeah, it's not bad. I've got the voucher at home. I shall use that. Yeah. But I would rather go to Asda, because it's 99p. Yes, exactly. Instead of 105... Well, I paid 107 the other day. It's a lot of money, isn't I'm it? I'm thinking of just sitting outside the car and pushing it. I mean, it's cheaper that way. <sighs> Incidentally, uh, firms are going bust across Britain as thousands of women flash their boobs in the office. Ladies are squeezing their breasts into tighter tops to make them look bigger and impress the boss. Well, not much effect round here, I have to tell you. <laughs> I assume you're not reading the Times over there. No, sadly, it's the Daily Star, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> my favourite paper. I did or buy comic. a lovely gizmo, and I thought of you when I bought it. I've had a, a slow puncture in my little my little car. Yeah, you've you know me before, and... haven't you? Yeah, I have. Is it a nail in the tyre? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh. But I, I thought this is ridiculous. I've, I can't move it, and I can't. I'm not going to pay someone to come and actually take it away. So I went to one of the, the shops that sell all those car-type things, which, when I walk in, is completely confusing. Anyway, I walked around, and I found this little thing, and it was £24, reduced to fourteen ninety nine, mm. And it's a little yellow box, and it's got a little dial on it, and you plug it into the cigarette lighter, and you, you attach this lead to the tyre, to the mm-hmm. you know, where you put the air in, and you press a button, and it goes... Zzzz. Four and a half minutes later, your tyre is inflated... 
you unplug it, put the thing back on. It's perfect. I've got one. Have you? Oh, you well, I've got one, the little you? compressor. Got a solid gold one. Uh, 18 carat well, or 22? I, I, I did pick it in the shiny <laughs> Michael Jackson coffin <laughs> colour because it looked quite nice. I so love that got coffin. a set of wheels. I love the coffin. Did you? Oh, I thought the coffin looked great. I didn't like the flowers. I thought the flowers were naff. They were really but the naff. coffin was fab. I want to go in one of those. <clears> We've already arranged mine one. Open. <laughs> We've already arranged it. But yours is in platinum for oh, extra weight. How lovely. People can come and sort of just, <laughs> just, just make it. sure I'm absolutely dead. This vision of you in an open coffin. Really? With that grin on your face <laughs> and a wicked tongue hanging out. Yeah. Well, I don't think we'll go down that route, shall we? Anyway, let's move on. We have to take the uh, the news headlines. <laughs> I think we'll do them now. You're going to get through it. I'm probably just about going to get through the. The trouble is, my, my chemist said the worst thing if you've got a cough is talking. Yes. Because it just makes it worse. It exacerbates whatever's going on in your throat. My nodules are well up this morning. Thank goodness. It's been many a year. 14. No, it's not. It's quarter to six. That? Can't remember now. <laughs> Twelve minutes to uh, six. Oh, there you are. Now we know that was MP. We're talking. We're doing another conversation in yes. the studio. This is pre-tagging. What have you done today to make you feel proud? <laughs> I love that interview. Nice though. songs. Oh, she's Heather. lovely. Heather. Lovely, she, yeah. Heather. Yeah. And what I know the drummer from M-, M People. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's a feeble claim to fame, isn't it? It's like, I knew... I mean, the other day... I, I do was... have other celebrities in my phone well, book. Well, who? Who? All sorts of people. Yeah, I was offered a guest the other day. I won't tell you who it is. But anyway... Do I, I know them? Well, you won't, but I mean, it's... Because <laughs> nobody did. And uh, and I said, no, I'm really not interested. And so the certain person said... You can go and get the coffee. Certain person said, um, oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure listening. they've actually done other things apart from this. And I said, I'm sure they haven't. So, of course, I checked them out on Wikipedia. And had they? They hadn't. Oh, really? Sadly, that was their only role. And their, their, their claim to fame was that they'd had the same role for 131 episodes. And they'd only just started speaking for the first six years of their career. They never said a word. I mean, they're a walk-on part. Well, practically walk-on part. I won't actually tell you who it is, but anyway, so I, I then wrote back and said, listen, I'm, it's really a no-no. Really a no I really don't want to do this interview. I said, by the way, I believe the third plant on the left outside the front door's coming <laughs> over for an interview. <laughs> Michael Parkinson coming out of retirement for that one. It's just... You will tell me in the next news break. Or I'll twist you around behind it, your it back. It won't make any difference, Chief. You won't know who they are. <laughs> oh, if, really? If they were somebody big, I'd have done them. They're, they're... I've got Brian Connolly this week. Oh, coming Brian's in. great. Well, he's going in to do drag in Hairspray. Yes, he'll so be I can't mu- wait to see this. He'll be fantastic. I've never seen him in drag. No, I don't think I have. No. I have him, have I've worked with him. Last time I saw him was in Jolson. <laughs> he was, oh, he was a big... <laughs> no, he, he is a good song and dance man, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Hmm. He used to be on uh, Open House with Gloria Hunter for... Always. Yeah, no, he's, a, he's a cheeky chap. Yes, he really is. Cheeky. So we'll do him next week. And I think uh, also, um, um, oh, God, I can't just Who everything today. You've done Maureen Lippman, yeah? No. You cancelled so many times. I had to cancel because I was so ill. And uh, we couldn't reschedule because the show's closing, I think, on the 25th. All right, short run. So perhaps we'll, we'll get her back for something else. Des O'Connor I've got. Ah, that'll well, be interesting. I like Des O'Connor. You might need an extra hour. I'd, well, you would need an extra you hour. You could do a, a two-parter, couldn't yeah. you? Actually, you could really. I don't think mm. he's got the energy to do two hours with me. Lauren in Croydon says, there's an uncut version of Jordan's interview on Saturday on ITV2. I assume it's longer as she attempts full sentences. <laughs> Very cruel. Very, Very cruel. bitter. Uh, Steve, have you tried Sanderson's Throat Specific? They do lozenges too. Singers swear by it. Maple Leaf Pharmacy on the green, says well, Simon and Sheen. <laughs> but they're not, you haven't got a sore throat, have you? Uh, you have a cough. Yes, I have a cough. Yes, yeah, so you have yeah. a chesty cough. A chesty uh, cough? Well, it's, it's sort of chesty. You need benelin. Non-drowsy format. Yeah, it's got to be non-drowsy and also non-sugar. 
Ah, which ooh, is problem, you see. Very difficult for yes. um, for cough mixture, which is full of sugar. In fact, cough mixture is very addictive. It is very, I know. It's absolutely We're divine. Told, I told people a few weeks ago, we used to have a presenter here who would do a programme and sit down with a bottle of, of uh, Benelin mm. and drink it throughout the whole programme. And not fall asleep? No, he was addicted to it. It's really, really bad. And night nurse is very addictive <clears> as well, the liquid format. I know people that can't go to sleep without having uh, night see, nurse at my, night. In fact, the old uh, argument used to be, if you really want to have a good... A, a good children's party, a little bit of night nurse and the sherry trifle <laughs> at the end, and they're out for the count. <laughs> Fantastic, I love it. It used to be cowpon, now it's night nurse. Yes, cowpon. Cow they used to give children shopping with cowpon. Oh no, that was cowgon. Cal- no, that's cowgon. That's cow-gon. your washing machine. Ridiculous. Ian in Hampton says, uh, how's the bike shopping going? It's not going very well at the moment, actually. I've kind of oh. sort of given up a little bit. You're not buying a bicycle. Well, I was going to buy a bicycle, yeah. I know. I mean, I, well, Talk I don't quiet. know. I just thought I'd buy a little bicycle. I thought I'd have a little folder. Oh, well, I like watching people put those together. Well, the, the Brompton, I've watched the, uh, the, uh, the little demo video. It looks okay, actually. A little one? You should get a penny farthing. A penny farthing. I can see my, you. My legs onto that thing. <laughs> Tom says, uh, when a black cab costs £50 from Heathrow, and then the driver goes to the city, uh, there it's seven, seven thousand. There's the 7000 Oh, right. Right. Oh, I, I think he works mean. in the city. Oh, right. And he's got, got off at Heathrow. Yeah. Stephen so. Harlington says that you're correct about the cab drivers at Heathrow. I know black cab drivers that won't work there. Because, but to be honest with you, I don't know why they go 700 cabs up here and you think, well, come back into London. There's people standing on street corners. Yeah, but if you think of the number of people that get off, at the, off those aeroplanes, I mean, you get a 747 coming in and you've got 425 people getting off and there's a 747 lands every... Five minutes, practically. Mm. Um, all of those people, you know, even if only 10% of them get cabs, you'd get yeah. a fare, wouldn't you? Yes. And also, if you live that that, air, that way, or if you've just dropped someone off, mm. what is the point of coming all the way back into London to get a fare? Because there's only motorway between the two. Well, so no, you, you can come back, you can do through, you can do the A316, you can come back from Heathrow, and you can do Hounslow, you can do Ostley, straight down there, takes you into Chiswick. People that live in Hounslow can't afford cabs. They get the bus. What they did, heavens <laughs> above! What are you saying? Poor people of of, uh, of Hounslow. Oh, I'll tell you that Borat. It just drives me mad. Oh, and me too. I'd like to it. slap him. I can't watch so it. So irritating. Unfortunately, it's just just. It's going to be me. all over the place. Yeah, I know. It is really. I, I am looking forward to seeing the new Harry Potter film, and I'm going to the IMAX again to see it. All oh, right, yeah. Which would be good, I think. I like you? that. Although I think they're now a little bit old for doing it. Well, they've only got one more to do, haven't they? And then that's it. Right, so, because this is this is the last book split into two. Yeah. Which would be very good indeed. More on uh, Arlene Phillips, Phillips being replaced by Alicia Dixon. I mean, a, mo- yeah. a stupid, stupid, stupid. And she's going. To, she, and they're putting her onto that program that I absolutely cannot bear. The One Show. Oh, I, know. I can't watch that program. I don't like the One Show so, at all. But and I like I Arlene like Phillips. I think she's. Mm. I think she's. There's something about her. She's very comforting to watch. Well, she knows what she's talking about. Mm. She's an expert. You wouldn't bring somebody in who wasn't an expert. Sean no. says. Um, just giving you a round of applause for your excellent show. I can just send money, actually. <laughs> In it's, an envelope. Uh, it's a lot easier, <laughs> yes. And um, one here. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, the pub industry is in such dire straits, the landlords don't care to abide by the laws and the ethics. The trouble is... Any 16-year-old can get served in a pub in London. It really is that, that easy. Driscoll's Jubilee of the Strawberries. There you go. Driscoll. Oh, they were the Jubilee. ones with the lovely packaging yes. with the straw. Yeah, because a lot of people... Um, were asking at what they were. Thank, in fact, everybody said, Steve, Daniela Westbrook, three boob jobs. Where's her third boob? Between her ears, I should imagine. <laughs> and where, where did... Uh, she hasn't worked since she came out of EastEnders, has she? 
I don't, well, she must have worked something. Didn't, well, there was a programme about her, wasn't there, on television? Yeah. And they followed her, and she was married to, um, the, uh, a, a very wealthy, very, very wealthy man. Yeah. Who owned some kind of, like a car company. Like a car, a company that would bring me in here, or a big, big, big company. And he'd done very well for himself, and that's... Now, I don't know whether they're still together, because there was, like, she was driving, like, a Range Rover, and they were living in an absolutely lovely house. Well, I think she's got children. I mm. think she's two children. So, we, we, but since then, not a word from her. Yeah. Very strange. Actually, I've got confused over my killers up in court. Shaquille was the one who was sitting with his friends in a park, The one, so the ones who were sentenced were the ones who just attacked him. The other one with the honey trap was the girl on the bus who lured that other lad who was in another game. It's all very confusing. There's so many of these cases coming up nowadays. Mm, there are. There's that one, wasn't there, over on the South Bank, where, the, where the, it was girls again, and they took photographs of them kicking them on their, oh, their yes. mobile phone. That Don't you remember? up on the television, didn't they? Yes. Actually, you, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, are these, these girls who do things like that, are they the lowest of the low? Are they just sort of ignorant? Are they just... The absolute <coughs> slags of the world. I mean, what what ever makes anybody do that? But what instills it in you? And is it also is it a peer pressure thing? Is it go on, you hit oh, them, so you hit them. No, pressure. no, no, you hit them. Because I cannot believe that they're that they're all like that. One of those people must go home and go. You know, what would their parents say if their parents actually when when they get to court and their parents are sitting there and it's their child up in front of that judge? They don't do anything. Well, don't they care? They don't show any remorse whatsoever. Any 90% of them. In fact, in one recent case, the family of this boy who was up in court accused of this murder was shouting obscenities at the other family. And you realise, perhaps they're all like that. Perhaps these are the low life. Perhaps they're, they're the scum, mm, of, scum the world. of the earth. Yeah. Unfortunately, we stick them on television now. It was interesting, you know, the, the, the two boys that were uh, murdered, the brutally, brutally murdered by those absolutely horrific two that got into their flat the two students oh, yeah. from france oh, the, the uh, parents are suing absolutely they're suing the police force here for negligence or not not but following how can things you sue through on that basis i don't understand well you know what were the police <clears throat> police supposed to do i think that the situation there was that that the, one of the people one of the guys that did it was actually out on just on remission and should have been oh, tagged right. and had got away with that and just went and when he should never have been released in the first place. Right. Oh, that, that's why. That's why. That's right. But the, but the, I mean, quite clearly, if you come from a decent family, mm-hmm. you know, you know the difference between right and wrong. We didn't run with gangs, did we, when we were kids? No. I'm getting the wrong end of the stick here. I didn't think we did. I think the most, the most I was terrible... a member of the Bunty Club and <laughs> I was an Ovaltini and that was about the extent <clears> of it. And I did used to knock on people's doors and run away. Did you? Yes. We all did that. Well, pack your bags now and get out of the studio, <laughs> In fact, you it was ruffian. It was me that knocked on your door at 11 o'clock last night. Was that you? Tap, 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 tap. Well, I and got then I ran out away. of bed. <laughs> unfortunately, I bought these new Winsiette pyjamas, and they're a little bit... Unfortunately, I'm getting static. So, in the, in the effort of sliding out of bed and making it to the door, I'd electrocuted myself three times. It wasn't pleasant at all. News is coming up very shortly. Uh, we'll have more from you on 84850.stevedlbc.co.uk. More from John as well. And uh, I'll remind you about my how low. What a good Friday it is. Conversation continues with Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Friday. Well, I've not been clever. I've just coughed, hold him a cup of coffee and thrown it down me at the same time. <laughs> dumb am I. That's what oh, happens when you get to your age. I know. I'm like that. The other You're having consonants next. Oh, don't. Hopefully not this morning. <laughs> I did. I, I read The Express this morning and they had to do an apology to Kate Beckinsale. 
Oh, yes. And the apology is, in an article of June the 5th, we wrote that Kate had missed out on her dream role in Barbarella um, and was going to be replaced uh, with Rose McGowan. In fact, they say, Kate was never involved in any way with this film project and has therefore not lost a coveted role at all. And then comes the interesting line, we're sorry for this confusion and apologise for the effect this had on Kate. <laughs> What sort of effect would it have had on her? So you weren't up for the role, somebody said you were, but you'd lost out on it, and then now we've had to apologise for an effect. They're very precious, these actors and actresses, aren't they? That's like saying, you know, Steve Allen lost out, you know, in the male nude model stakes to James Max, you know, because they wanted somebody looking more like a Toby jug, and uh, Steve with his willowy figure, you know, and I then go into trauma, because I've never had a willowy figure. Yes, but if you, your representative, your spokesperson, yeah. may be the one that instigated that. I think so, Hang yes. on a minute, yeah. that looks really bad on us. It looks like we put her forward for a, a, a job, oh, right. and she didn't get it, and so it was our fault. Oh, right. And she never got it in the first place. Oh. So it could be them. Spokesperson. Sad. I think you should have a spokesperson. I do. Who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got me. But there should be a mini-me. <coughs> Mini-you. God, I hope not. Uh, right. Can you mention... Uh, oh, no, I can't do it just yet. <laughs> I have to check the time with all these things, actually, here. Uh, all sorts of things. Thank you very much, indeed, for all your correspondence uh, this week as well. Uh, Rini, thank you very much indeed for all the stuff on uh, diabetes. I've got so much stuff on diabetes now, honestly. I really have. Nick Ferrari this morning, just after the news at seven. Paper reviewer today is Oliver Cam, author and uh, Times columnist. Uh, plus, they're going to be talking about swine flu. Is it just people with underlying health problems who are at risk? Uh, Dr Hamid Malik will be saying yes. And the director of Plan B Consulting, Charlie McLean, will be saying no. Well, apparently everybody's going to get swine flu. Well, apparently so. The young girl, Nicole, who uh, works with me on a Saturday, helps me out <coughs> at work. She went to Cyprus on holiday. She contracted swine no, flu really? and was in hospital for four days. And they wouldn't let her fly home, which she, she is home now. Wow. And uh, two people that we know very well who live in Newbury. Oh, yes, yes, one of them's swine got flu, it, yes. yes. And the other yes. one is... is um, it's Quarantine. Quarantine. Yes. Good Lord. Yes. Very so bizarre. There's a lot of it about. Yes. In, they reckon that we'll all have it. Oh, lovely. All of us. It's just, I'm a bit... But it's like whenever they say flu, and, you know, if you're, you're high risk if you're diabetic because it's a chronic illness and things like that, or, or asthmatic. Yeah. So, actually, I must... Um, I haven't checked that thing out for Crohn's. I'll check that out for you in a moment, ladies and the gentlemen. Race. The race. The walk. Yes, the walk. Walk, yeah. Which is on Sunday, I think the 26th. It's on Sunday's blog of last week. So if you go to lbc.co.uk, you can find details on there. In fact, what we'll do later on, we'll actually lift it off Sunday and we'll put it on today's blog because they're looking for people to uh, raise money. And lo a lot of you have already said that you're going to do it, so that's good. It's, it's only £10 to pre-register, and you get your lunch, tea, and a T-shirt. Well, not, not bad. bad oh, Kevin's in. Oh, Kevin, who's going to come and play with my microphone in a Is minute. Is he really? Well, it's about to drop out, and so uh, she wants to do another talkback thing. Mine's okay. very fun. I know, but so can you tell now if she's talking? Okay. And yes, I yes, can hear we can. you. We can hear you coming out we the speakers. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, you're out yes. the speakers. You're speaking over us. Yeah, she's speaking, yeah. Stop speaking <laughs> over us. It's even more worrying. Kevin will have to come in here with his magic screwdriver, <laughs> which we haven't seen out in this building for a long time. I think we've had enough Harry Potter wands for one week. I know, we have. Square. Actually, somebody now says it does look a bit odd in the latest Harry Potter, with Potter when they mount a broomstick. <laughs> they said it looks a bit odd at their age. Although anyway. I often do, do mount my own broomstick. Do you know, I've, I've got a broom at home, which somebody bought for me, and it's a bit, uh, it's a bit of a trendy broomstick. Is it a real, an outdoor one? Hard bristle? Well, it's not hard bristle. It's sort of kind of soft. Mm. Nylon. It looks, it looks... Sorry? Nylon or bristle. Oh, I don't know. I've never, I've never got down there and had a look. You must Nylon or bristle? Yeah. Well, well, they do the ones which are kind of like... I, it, I, haven't, got, I haven't got what they call a yard broom. I know, I've got a yard broom. You've got a yard broom. That's yes. quite good, although sometimes the, uh, the pole comes out of the little hole they've but drilled all the time. Into. 
Oh, my, my pole's always falling out. Really? And, in fact, I, I'm always tapping it to make it sort of yes. sit in there. You're supposed to put a screw in and glue it. But the trouble is, you know, when, you, when you're doing some hard... Some hard brooming. Br- brushing. As they say, some brushing. It's, uh, it's not easy. <laughs> uh, still to come, the, uh, the horse racing. I must mention... Uh, a couple of things here. First of all, I've lost the blooming thing. I'm saying, why do I lose these things? I'm getting balmier and balmier by the day. Uh, Dawn in Ryslip says, have a good show on Friday. I will not be listening live because I have my boat trip and pet shop gigs in the evening. And I don't want to be up too early because the day will finish finish me off. But well, she you... did manage to contact Nathan. And podcasts. In fact, I spoke to some, yeah. one of my clients the other day. And um, she had saved up three weeks of your uh, programmes and a podcast them on was taking them on holiday with her. Many do. Yes. Many do. People Good take the Steve Allen podcast away. As a supporter, says Sue, of the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch, can you mention that the local amateur musical society Havering Music Makers are performing Oklahoma there from uh, yesterday to Saturday? She wants to do it again. What is it with you? You want to do it twice? Yes, of course we can hear you. Yes, yes. Still here? loud yes. and clear. Loud and clear, thank you very much indeed. It's all very exciting. Yes. It'll be the Amanda Redmond show very shortly. I'll just be pushed to one side because she'll be cheaper, of course. <laughs> yes. And, of course, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that there are three people in this marriage. Sorry, there are. <laughs> three people. Kevin's one of them, I suspect. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, if you want to go down, it's the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch, which we know very well. And so they're doing Oklahoma. 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 You can do Oklahoma because your voice is slightly deeper than I'm lucky, actually. Uh, Nick is the one who wants to go on the Crones Walk. So what we'll do, we will lift that, the Crones link, from Sunday, and we'll put it on the blog later on today. Diane says, on the, the, other sh- the show the other day, you mentioned something about keeping you cool. My husband thought it was something like 24711. No, it's called 4711. 4711, And what yeah. you do, if you want to keep cool, it's a, it's a well-known trick in television. You get a chamois leather. OK, I know, it sounds a bit bizarre. Just just wash it in water, OK? Ring it out. Don't, don't clean the car with it. And do you ring it or ring leave it, it slightly out, down? Ring it out. No, ring it out. Spray 4711 mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Swirl it round. Put it on the back of your neck and it'll be ice cold. And I think 4711 is an ice cool, whatever it's It's called. an eau de cologne. It's an eau de cologne, but it's, you can only get it in chemist. probably get it in goods in, in Twickenham. Yeah. That's the sort of thing they, they would do in there. 4711 has been going forever. A lovely bottle. Lovely bottle. A nice the, smell. Uh, all the makeup artists use it. 4711. They all use because it keeps people cool in television. So now you know. Uh, and incidentally, there's a very good one here. If you want to go to St Paul's Church this Sunday at 12.30 in Covent Garden, the Royal Theatrical Fund are hosting their annual summer extravagance. Uh, to be opened by Sir Donald Sindon and King Rat Graham Cole mm-hmm. from The Bill. Uh, many stalls selling memorabilia, books, cakes and clothes with a jazz band. I might actually go to that. It's 12.30, so it's, more, it's only up the road, isn't it? Bedford Street. Bedford? What, from here? Yeah, Bedford Street. It's only Covent Garden. Yeah, it's on the yeah. other side of the But they've got road. loads of people signing autographs, included Russ Abbott, June Whitfield... Elaine Page, Victor Spinetti, who I think oh. we're going to try and get in for an in-conversation. Love it. Uh, Roy Hudd, Warren Mitchell, Paul Daniels and Debbie McGee, the lovely Debbie McGee, Bill Pertwee, Gordon Kay, Jonathan Price and Samantha Bond, to name but a few. So that is the place to go on Sunday. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Avril, for that one. So well done to them. So it's this coming Sunday, 12th of July, 12.30, the Royal Theatrical Fund, their summer extravaganza in the gardens of St Paul's Church, Covent Garden, it's Bedford Street. It'll be heaving, I promise you. It will be heaving. But all the celebrities will be down there. I might wander up myself, actually, because I like, I like a stall that sells memorabilia. So and you could you sign a few autographs. Sorry? 
Oh, said, I'm not a celebrity. Well, it's yes, very you kind are. of you, John. Well, I know I am, but I mean, it's very kind of you to mention it. <laughs> Although I can sell out the Fairfield Halls in Croydon. You are twice. a secret celebrity. I am a secret celebrity. Yes. Many people say not Steve. Steve who? You get Steve <laughs> Allen. Oh, right. Yes, I think I heard him once. Very rude person. <laughs> very rude. Started being rude about that lovely Jordan. What a gorgeous girl she is. And credit to her parents. The credit being, she never goes home. Anyway, we'll take a short break. It's quarter past six. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. More phone hacking claims in The Guardian this morning. It says the News of the World monitored voicemail messages left by Sir Alex Ferguson and Alan Shearer. The London Assembly's warning... London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. Oh, dear. 17, you know, I was often thinking to myself, where would we be without a laugh? And the answer is right here this morning. Uh, I must mention for Alex... Because there are three retirements today. I mean, frankly, I'm looking at the picture. They don't look old enough to retire, these people. They're retiring from St. Francis Xavier Sixth Form College in Clapham, I think it is. Or it could be anywhere. It could be Chapham. I don't know. I'm dreadful at reading people's writing. Alex, thank you for that. So, uh, for uh, Vise, Sue and Richard, who are all retiring today. And they came along to Croydon. And there's a, there's a picture of them. All right. They had the picture today. It was a great one on the back yeah, of my head. Place. Great one at the back of my head. Lovely, the back of your head. All the people, do you remember that first <clears throat> Croydon gig where we were all, yeah. everybody was wearing their, their Christmas, Christmas hats, hats and it, they were all lit up that was and everything of course, else. most of the people were drunk in there. Yeah, It has to be said, the Steve Allen audience was well gone. You know, a couple of boxes of after eight mints and they're, they're out of it completely. They were fabulous oh. audience. They were very there good audience. There a sea of Christmas tree, uh, Christmas was, hats. I've, I've got that. I've got the, um, the actual CD of it or DVD. Oh, she's going to try again. And Wait a minute, she's going to try again. Here we go. She wants to speak again. I yes, we can hear you we very well. We can hear well. you beautifully. Yes, it's very so nice. So can the other one like say, five million people listening. Yes, you want to try it again? There you go, she's off again. I'll <clears> tell <throat> you, she, she, you know what she's doing? I've just realised. She's making a demo tape. <laughs> she's making a demo You know why? Because they won't allow to use the studio upset. She's using this programme. It'll be on JR's desk before the programme's Abs- out. You know, and, you know, even at short notice, <laughs> oh, she'll be going, oh, I could do that. You and know, the fact I that you're standing a bit, for Steve Allen, You're a bit poorly. And she could be yeah, here. You know why? Because she's putting something in the coffee. I was fine <laughs> yesterday. It's got progressively worse. That's what she's doing. She's making a secret I think demo she tape. Is, actually. All she'll do is she'll edit me out, and there'll be lots of clips of her of Kevin chatting away uh, about you know the studio, the screwdriver, and the screwdriver, and stuff like that. <laughs> I can just tell. Actually, I bet you haven't been watching Torchwood this week. I don't watch Torchwood. Honestly, I, I wouldn't have the faintest idea who anybody was. John Barrowman. Well, I know John, John Barrowman. I don't know what Torchwood is. Torchwood is an offspring like from Doctor Who. Oh, well, I never watched Doctor Who. <laughs> no, either. you don't like it. But it is a sensational programme, and John yeah. Berman was very upset because the BBC normally do a series yes, about they've... 13, but they've done five, and what they've done is they put one on every single night this week, and they are riveting, yeah. if you like that kind of thing. And I bet you a lot of your listeners are loving it. Really? The children, they are coming. We are coming. That's all you have to remember. Oh. Uh, Tony says, you must think I'm mad. I've got my dates mixed up. I'm only half my mum's age. So again, for the last time, Rita, happy 60th birthday from David, Alan, Adam and Tony. Mad, isn't it? Everybody's birthday today. So so we've now got Rita's 60th birthday. And then we've got Vise, Sue and Richard retiring from St Francis Xavier Sixth Form College in, I think it's Clapham. But if, if not, I've um, <laughs> sort of got it's it all wrong again. Sorry? It's not clown. Listen, I mean, the, the way my eyesight's going at the moment, I mean, it's just getting balmy and balmy. And Fern leaves uh, this morning very shortly. Oh, yes. They're, they're, they're still discussing... Who's uh, going to replace who's her? Who's going to replace her? Mm. I don't know why they're making such a big deal about it. As long as it's not Colleen Nolan, I don't really care. In fact, Philip, you know, Philip uh, Schofield twitters a lot. Yeah. A lot. I mean, there's more twittering from Philip than anyone else. Yeah. But he, he never mentions anything about the replacement or anything. Yeah. He does say every day who's on the show. Mm. 
But then so does, so does McGiff. Oh, yes, absolutely. She twitters. Twi- Twitter. Does Twitter. everybody Twitter now? Is everybody Twittering? I think Twittering is pointless. Oh, do you? Oh, right. You, I, do you still Twitter? Yes, occasionally, yes. Do, yes, I occasionally There's lots of do people it. doing it. Philip Schofield can't get enough No, and Twittering. Jonathan Ross is always Twittering. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Strange, isn't it? Uh, had the fast jets at Biggin Hill, says Mike. Now off to Duxford this weekend. Hope the rain's not too heavy. 50 Second World War fighters and bombers in the air, finishing with the formation of the lot at the end of the afternoon. Worth a visit one year. Mike in Watford, thank you for that. So Duxford this weekend for lovers of planes. Lovers of planes. Uh, Anthony, yes, we, we admitted that we did actually get uh, Shaquille wrong. I was, we were doing the story of the other day with the Honey Trap Girl, so we've already uh, said that. We've already uh, corrected ourselves on that one. The trouble is to say, there's people left, right and centre. There's more cases cropping up in the courts with people being knifed. And that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the... Uh, the, the, uh, the court judgment to come back on the other case. Uh, where can I get a copy of Up the Elephant Round the Castle? I ordered a copy from uh, someone on Amazon last month and you'd be ripped off, says Anne. Well, it's available on Amazon. You just order it from Amazon. Don't you don't buy it from a person. <coughs> it's commercially available. I you don't them. buy it from a person on Amazon, though, do you? Well, you do if they do Amazon Marketplace. Oh, yes. Sometimes it, you, when you see like, you go on Amazon and it says this is, all, this is like a second-hand copy. Mm. Or if, have you seen those ones? Oh, yes, they you? do say, and you can buy it from these people. But Up the Elephant Round the Castle is available commercially. Mm. I'll tell you what, it's also available commercially. Is it an ITV? Was that an ITV or BBC? ITV. ITV, yeah. I've just got... I'm oh, sorry, I'm being very noisy. And look there. I've just bought this, and I waited for it, and it's called You're Only Young Twice. And it starred... I remember Pat that. Coombs yeah. and Peggy Mount. I love and Peggy Mount. that's Mount. just out as well, the first series, because Peggy is a, a domineering battle axe. It's got all sorts of people in it. It's got Lally Bowers in it as well, another one of my favourites. So it's got all the thing. This is from 1977. But up the elephant round, round the castle... Is commercially available. You don't need to buy it from anybody. Peggy it's Mount just, yeah. was one of my favourites. In fact, my friend Barry... Went to Utah. Huh? She came in when we were in another Deep building. voice. She came in with, um... Uh, I had Petula Clark in the studio as well. So we had Petula Clark... And Peggy Mount. And Peggy Mount. What a combination. What a very odd combination. A fa- well, I thought it was a friend of mine did her hair for 30 years. Really? Yes. Fantastic combination, because Peggy Mount... Because, I, no, I think it was, um... Petula Clark said to Peggy Mount, she said, I worked with you years and years ago... When I was a little girl. Mm. And Peggy went, did you? Because <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> last you, Thursday. Yeah. She would have said dear, wouldn't did she? You dear? Did you dear? Did you dear? I don't remember. It's good though, isn't it, when you sort of get these, uh, these sort of things. Uh, very shortly, you better call a number if you don't feel very well. Like what? 111, I think they're going <laughs> to really? make it. Yeah, well, I think uh, so. a, a sort of an NHS direct line. I don't line. know why, actually. If you don't feel very well, go to the doctor. Well, well, I don't say, feel very well, but I'm, I'm, I'm soldiering on. But they're saying that if, you, if you've got the, 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 the symptoms of the flu, yeah. that you, you should just let it pass. Yeah. It will pass. You well, just I'm stay at home in bed. Today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in, in bed all day today. Are you? No, probably not. Actually. Decadence, you Probably won't. not. I, I won't, actually. You'll have the computer on and you'll be having watching Elephant Up the Elephant and Round the Castle. I'm, the no, I'm, French I'm watching Love Boat, I'm afraid. Oh, you're not doing the Love Boat, are you? I certainly am. You could be doing Torchwood. No, I don't want to do Torchwood. Much more exciting. I have got the DVDs. It's all Cardiff. Why was there no advertisement for Torchwood? You, you did. I'm one. John Barham, the biggest fan. I've never heard of this evening's showing. There what? you go. Who said that? I don't know. Is that Jay? Well, yeah. Jay wants to p- watch the. T- Torchwood has been on every single night this week. Oh, is it? The last one's on tonight. Well, there you go. You're obviously not a very big fan of John Barrowman, because that would be on his website immediately. Absolutely. And he, it's his baby. He loves Torchwood. In fact, I think it's on, yep, 
It's on, on BBC One at nine o'clock. And that's quite enough publicity for them. Sorry. Um, I bought some 4711, said Angela, on your recommendation. Change my life. Keep it in the fridge. Wonderful splash for this yes. heat. It's very, very good, I promise you. 4711. Dee says, I wish you'd stop talking about broom handles. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons best known to herself this morning, but anyway. Um, in fact, somewhere in the archives of uh, some television programme, and in fact I think I've got a copy of them, there was a programme that I did for the first, the very first Harry Potter film, and I made this film for television, and I flew all over Great Britain to all the places... On a broomstick. That, on a broomstick, and I sat in front of a blue screen for two, three hours just whizzing and flying, and then they put it... And I came along the Thames, and I flew under London Bridge, and I crash-landed where Harry Potter first grew up, and then I went all over the United Kingdom. It was a wonderful journey. He's quite no mad, idea what it's we like are, We are calling the police the as we speak. Don't worry, he, he, won't, he won't get away with it. I was like a new Mary Poppins <laughs> yes. without an umbrella. Johnny says, your producer Amanda sounds very nice. Is she a posh bird? Common as muck. <laughs> oh, she's Common not. As muck. She is. She puts all this uh, coming ten, twenty. You get off it. Oi, oi. She's she's a bit like a slightly less version of McGiffin. She's a bit like that. I mean, she's from the same neck of the woods. I'm afraid. <laughs> what Kentish Town? Kentish Town. Her manner. As she told me the other day. Is it her manner? Uh, Steve. Uh, I don't usually call out to people I, uh, I don't know, but I was in such a good mood as I cycled past you on the towpath yesterday, having broken up for the summer for my job as a teacher in Richmond. We all love you, but you probably know that, says Anthony in Twickenham. Because I was walking along with Graham, trying to get... I was absolutely exhausted yesterday. I'm feeling the heat, something chronic. Well, you're poorly. And, and this guy went past on a bicycle with somebody else. I can't Did he splash you with mud? No, no, no. The, we're lucky we didn't have any mud. He just said, all right, Steve. I went, yeah, right. I thought, blimey, that's fit. There's fit. Which is very was good. that fit, was it? Somebody <laughs> says, I spray 4711 on, on my bed sheets. Tanya says, I went to the Epsom races last night and oh. saw Bjorn again. Yes. Now, my friends, uh, my friend Stephen, who you met, who came to the theatre with us, he went last night and he sent me a text uh, very late last night and said, it was absolutely sensational. Absolutely sensational. No, they're very good, aren't they? Bjorn again, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I'm I going next that Thursday. Uh, Patricia says, I'm listening on my new DAB radio. Ooh. Oh, I must mention, oh, I forgot to do my thing again. Let me just do this quickly. The, uh, you can win £500 worth of field and trek camping vouchers. Uh, you can buy tents, you can get clothing, um, sleeping bags, any other camping equipment you want. It's quite a lot, actually. It's a lot of money. Pounds. It's a lot yeah. of money. Lowest yeah. unique bid will win. So you've got to work out how, how low you think it's going to go. Lowest bid in pence. Bids in by 6pm today, please. Text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So LBC followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. Uh, the bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Um, Doug and Harvey and Loughton, you must gargle with original Listerine. Oh. I thought Listerine was quite strong, actually. Oh, it is. It? Very strong. Very, very strong. And when you zhush and put yeah. it all through your teeth, it, it stings afterwards. It does, doesn't it? I like mild Listerine. Oh, yeah. Mm, much, much better. I'm doing another one at the moment, I can't remember, because we seem to get through loads of these things, don't what, we? What, mouthwash? Mouthwash. Yes. I spend a lot of time gargling. I really do. But you can actually get, um, get good offers on uh, mouthwash in most of the supermarkets. Buy one, get one free. And it's quite expensive, oh, mouthwash. I have enough room in the place all this buy one, get one free. It's ridiculous. I'm out there. I came back with an elephant the other day, and I've got two <laughs> elephants. Ridiculous. Yeah, but then you gave it to take that for them to have <laughs> in their show, didn't you? And very they? good it was, too. Yes, very good, because you know what we had didn't, <laughs> on Saturday night? We had, fresh from Wembley, having done the first half with Take That, mm. Lady Gaga. Thinking, oh, right. and the amazing thing was that, that she arrived, she was already booked in, Yeah, and she didn't just arrive with nothing, she arrived with the full set and did one hour. 
Good grief. There you go. Oh, still to come, the unforgettable Michael Jackson watch. It's another piece of tacky merchandise. LBC 97.3 If you decide to use your motorbike after you've declared it as off the road, remember to tell the DVLA and pay your tax. Maybe stick a note inside the visor of your helmet to remind yourself. Then you'll avoid a penalty. Free. Text 84850. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 7. Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC with the sports news. He's smiling, but he won't be in a moment. Phil Blacker, our sports editor. Close shave in the racing. I think we'll come to that in a minute. But Australia have uh, taken the upper hand in the first Ashes test after frustrating the England bowlers on day two in Cardiff yesterday. They'll resume later on 249 for one, just 186 runs behind England's first innings total of 435. Graham Swan scored 47 in an impressive quick-fire cameo as they started the day well, adding 99 runs to their overnight score, but then came the struggles with the balls. One says something has to change today. Take wickets. We've got an ideal opportunity now. The new ball's around the corner. This ball's done nothing, so we'll be more than happy to throw it into the river. Get hold of a new ball. Hopefully, it'll do a bit more, and then we can uh, get back into the match because uh, you know we're still you know, nearly 200 runs ahead. I mean, I, we shouldn't forget that. Captain Ricky Ponting has scored 100 not out for the Aussies, though. Simon Katic also unbeaten on 104. He says the Australians' plan is just to bat for as long as possible. The position we're in when you're 430 behind, uh, you need to go and bat as well as you can your first innings and really put the pressure back on. So hopefully we've still got a lot of work in front of us and there's a long way to go. It's not just the men of England and Australia clashing in cricket today. Well, the third day of that test is ongoing in Cardiff. The women's teams meet for a one-off match in Worcester. They're coming off the back of their one-day series, which England won 4-0. And Australians leading the Scottish Open golf as well. Richard Green is a shot clear of the field after the first round at Loch Lomond. Liverpool manager Rafael Benitez has had another of his famous rants, with Gareth Barry his latest target. He's labelled the England international a gold digger for choosing a move to Manchester City ahead of Anfield. Benitez says it was all about the money, and he's more interested in playing players who have the passion for the game. Chelsea midfielder Joe Cole's close to signing a new long-term contract with a club. A knee injury ended his season in January, but the England internationals impressed manager Carlo Ancelotti with his hard work to recover. The new boss has already made an impression himself during pre-season training. Teenage striker Daniel Sturridge says the Italian's one of the main reasons why he's joined from Manchester City. Carlo Ancelotti's had a lot of world-class players with him at AC Milan. You know, the Kakas, the Patos and people like that. And, you know, I believe that he can make me achieve huge things in the game. Now, despite yet another row threatening the future of Formula One, the German Grand Prix weekend gets underway today with the first two practice sessions ahead of Sunday's race. Jensen Button has a 23-point lead at the top of the standings. And there are six race meetings today. It's the third day of the July meeting at Newmarket. They also go at Ascot and York this afternoon. Then tonight at Chepstow, Chester and Newbury. Right, Mr Blacker must be uh, close to kicking the cat with frustration. Very frustrating, yes. After his second runner-up in two days. Off to Newbury tonight, after Epsom last night. I've just found out we're going to Ascot on Saturday. Very nice. We can sleep on Sunday. So yesterday, Campanologist eight out of ninth. Right there. Total loss, £31.85. Your Orpen Grey, second. Mm. Second. Again. Again. £31.14, so we're back where we started again, I'm afraid. Uh, Friday selection, 310 at Newmarket, Scenic Blast. Scenic Blast, win only. Two o'clock at Newmarket, Emperor Claudius. Emperor Claudius. I like the sound of that one. I like the sound of that too. We like Emperor Claudius. Claudius, like I Claudius. (coughs) Sorry? I Claudius. I thought you were John. I do beg your pardon. (laughs) (laughs) We've had your name changed by deed poll now or something. I Claudius. It's Claudius (laughs) Warrington. I think it should be I'm Claudius, not I Claudius. (laughs) Let's get your grammatics. But didn't he, wasn't he he wicked and vile? 
How old do you think we are? I've got no idea. I never <laughs> knew Roman. personally. He's not going to win that race. I thought you were going each way anyway. No, stop getting each way. Well, he look, did, he, he, he shouldn't do any good, is it? Yeah, but he's had a lot of seconds. Mm. Yeah, well, that, yeah, well, if you go each way, you win. Yeah, but you seconds. don't win a lot. Well, it's better than losing everything. Well, that's what I've said, I know. But, I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to argue with him if that's <laughs> what he wants to do. He's the sports when editor. It, when it did go each way, it got nowhere, so... Yeah, you're right, actually. We don't mind. We keep our fingers crossed that one day you'll go each way and it'll be successful <laughs> well, yeah. all counts. There you go. It might happen one day. <laughs> it might happen. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we can put some money in our, our little bank accounts. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> Phil Blacker will return with Nick Ferrari this morning after the news at seven. Thank you very much indeed. Have a nice weekend. Uh, Oliver Cam, the author in Times columnist, will be in. Swine flu they're talking about. Uh, the G8 leaders, are they doing enough to tackle climate <clears throat> change? I don't understand climate change. I have to be honest, I'm, I'm, at, a, I'm at a mystery. Don't you? We're or trying it, to... Oh, you're doing another test. You'll be just finishing oh, not off. another so, test. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Where's she coming out of? Mars. Carry on. She's coming out of here. Carry on. Wait a They're not very loud. I think she's coming out the other headphones. What, here? Oh, yes. have got another set of headphones. Okay, carry yeah. on, talk again. Oh, I don't know. Oh, good grief. Oh, goodness. Not on the act as well. It's getting worse by the minute. You see, I'm not sure if she's popping out of a speaker now. And when I say a speaker, I mean a headphone. Oh, she's very loud in, in my ear she now. She's like that. And she's got a loud voice. I've turned you right down, darling. I know. Sometimes <laughs> off, I think, is the best way. Anyway. No, I, I think it's all right now. Do you? Not really, no, but I'm saying that. Just, to, <laughs> just frankly, I think she's now making two audition tapes. Uh, food and drink this Sunday with Bill Buckley. Sunday afternoon from four. Uh, affordable luxury is on the menu this week. Bill's taking a, a look at the world and food of the private members' clubs. Uh, Richard Linden, head chef from Eight Moorgate Private Members' Club, will join Bill to discuss fashionable menus and private dining rooms. Bill will also be tasting, lucky devil, champagne and helping mm. you choose the best bottle for any occasion. Ooh, oh, I, I love champagne. I like champagne. I think it's a bit overrated, <laughs> but I, I, I do quite like it. I mean, it's supposed to be quite good for you, isn't it? Oh, well, I think it's very good for me. I remember going into I a place once, and, um, and I'd buy champagne for people at Christmas. I generally do sort of a bottle of champagne, some chocolates, and a teddy bear or something mm. stupid like that. And, uh, and the bloke said, well, actually, we have, a, we have a special deal on our own bottoms-up champagne. I said, I really can't give people bottoms up. I know it, it's obviously, there's a snob <laughs> value when it comes to champagne. Well. It's got to be a label. You can't just give somebody yeah, well, Tesco's fine. Oh, you can't. You, well, you can't give them Tesco. <laughs> well, personally, if you're going to get it as a present, mm. there's nothing wrong with Tesco's finest, by the way. Well, sure they're the lovely, ones that win. It as a present. But they're the ones that win all the, all the awards. In fact, um, the, the British vineyards yeah. are coming up and up and up, and our sparkling wine, remember, we can't call it champagne. Yes, because it has to come from champagne. It has to come from the champagne region. It won two awards. Yeah. British, but British wine is very expensive. Yeah. It's way up there, you know, higher than anything else. Yes. Because we don't produce enough of it. But champagne is... Oh, I love champagne. Yeah. I, lo I could just drink a glass of champagne now. Perhaps that that's something we could, you know, introduce on a Friday. Champagne, champagne. Friday. I think well, a I glass think of champagne. don't we should risk anybody drinking on this programme. Well, it's bad we, enough we, doing it sober. We don't have to do the whole thing. Just one, you know, half a flute or something. Half a flute. Half a flute. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Half a Small bottles oh. and just, just top ourselves up. Really? Mm. I, don't I don't think the uh, the waiting and listening public at the moment are going to be wanting me to do champagne, champagne in the morning. Oh, I think they would. They'd really appreciate it. After a whole week's work, hard work. Yes, can you imagine <coughs> the last 15 minutes of the programme, we'd spend our time laughing. We'd be on the floor. Well, that's true, but yesterday <laughs> I listened to your programme. For some strange reason, I woke up at 
20 to 5 or something. I that's strange. That's quite normal for us. I know, but not for me on a Thursday morning when I go to work all day. And you were talking to Paul about the fly. Oh, the fly incident. Yes. 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 Yeah. He didn't believe me. A whole 20 minutes. This is what well, I, I talked about. We were sitting there doing the, uh, the, the programme at night. Overnights. Overnights. Was. And, Monday and then night. all of a sudden we saw this fly. Big thing. Big thing. It was, it was like a big blue bottle. And <laughs> then... And then another one, and then they just dropped dozens of them, dozens of them, out of the air conditioning unit, and they were all over the windows. But they were all a bit, a bit drunk. Yeah, gaga, but we were gargar. hitting them. Weren't we were we? hitting them with paper. The program sounded a bit like this. It was. It was seriously awful. It was a very funny and it program. Was bird had died up. Yes, in the stairs. rafters, yes. in, the, in the air conditioning oh, thing. Oh, it makes my flesh creep even thinking yes, about it, it disgusting. now. disgusting. Oh, I must mention this very quickly because it's in the Express today and of course with the, with the death of Michael Jackson all the tacky memorabilia comes out and we've had plates. The one today is the unforgettable Michael Jackson watch. An innovative bangle-style watch. They don't even give you a strap with it. This one sells for £75. <laughs> probably costs about a fiver. It's and they say expensive. here... The original and innovative watch captures all of Michael's unique style. What a load of rubbish. Yeah. I mean, it's advertised. It's got a picture of it. But they say it also is, is presented in its own display case. Yours at no extra charge. <laughs> I thought, no, because it's not worth anything. <laughs> and it's that. Let's have a look. It's just a... Is it a moon-dancing watch? No, it's just, a, it's just a picture of Michael Jackson it's on a watch. It's dreadful. It's just people are getting on the bandwagon. I would think that was an insult. They say here, the Michael Jackson watch will be worn with pride to remember a true star. I think it's shameful. I Shame on anybody and actually, who would buy that kind of and stuff. And aren't you, perhaps you're not allowed to use his image like that. Oh, I would think so. They, they, they would probably. But who would they be dealing with in the estate? The poor man's only been Outside dead the Staples Centre, they were selling King of Pop bottles of pop outside with right. his face on it. Within seconds of people being in there, they were out with the merchandise. What, on the well, after the, the memorial yeah, service? During the memorial, yeah. they're selling the King yeah. of Pop Alco pop stuff yeah. outside. I just think it's tacky. Well, when we tacky. When, when we did the program two weeks ago, and we we were, we we didn't break the news, but we were the first ones on air to talk about it. Mm. They had already. When I was driving in, there were people outside selling T-shirts, and they were printed and ready. Yes. Within within minutes. Well, we've actually said that all the merchandise from the concerts over here must be sitting in a warehouse. They must have already printed the souvenir brochures. They wouldn't be leaving it till the last minute because there would be hundreds of thousands. They'd be printing. So they must be sitting there, plus all the T-shirts for the tour. They must be on... They, they must be around. Where? Well, they must be. No, they will be memorable. And they're yeah. still arguing, the family, still arguing over where to bury him. Still arguing over where to bury him. Well, they haven't him. finished examining him yet, have they? Yeah, but he's... They've already had a service. They've had a memorial, and they've still... He's still in, a, in his coffin, floating backwards and forwards. Forest Lawn say he's not going to be buried there. No. Well, no, that's the private, private thing. That's the private one. The Neverland people would like him to be buried there. Well, his, his mother wants that there, <clears throat> apparently. Oh, no, she doesn't want She wants Forest Lawn. Yes, because it's private. But, but you can't just go and bury somebody on a bit of land because you own it. They'll, they'll have to get permission from the local council, and they'll have to consecrate the grave. Yes, you can't just dig sacred, somebody in like that. What happens in years to come and if they sell it instead? It goes, well, by the way, it comes with Michael Jackson's grave. <laughs> yes. That'll be nice. Not like yes, burying the cat, is it, or the but, hamster? But you, you will have, for many, many, many years ahead, people going there and we'll pay good money oh, to just yeah. put some flowers on that i mean isn't princess diana is uh, is buried on that island in althrop isn't well, she well that's what they've said but i mean i don't know because well, the moment the car went through the gates of althrop they closed the gates well it was private well exactly it's that's what i'm burial. thinking yeah but there's people still go up there and pay to go and see it oh yes absolutely. it's open two or three times a year isn't it yes 
So that's a kind of a money I think thing. It's just it? tacky. I'm sorry. He wouldn't have liked that. Who, Michael? Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't want his sort of his, his grave to be turned into some theme park or something. Well, he might have. Well, you like theme parks? Yeah, but I don't, oh, I don't know. You could have a couple of llamas sitting there waiting. <laughs> Llama <laughs> rides past Michael's grave. <laughs> I think he'd love it. Really? I think he would. Yeah. He'd like that. I don't think he'd like these children being made quite as a spectacle no, as they are. No, especially as they've said in the paper today that Paris <clears throat> might sing at one of the London concerts. Oh, please not. Quarter to seven is at the time. With the news headlines, Matthew Schofield. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Ten to seven is at the time. If you fancy seeing the best films first and for free, you can with the LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas. Doesn't cost a penny to join. You could be going every month to see the best new movies in town before everyone else gets to see them. This month's film is The Proposal, starring Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock, colleagues who are set to get married to save their jobs. Films out in the cinemas on July 22nd. Log on to lbc.co.uk. The LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas. Why not sign up now? I'd love to see that film, The Proposal. Oh, yeah. But you can for free. Absolutely You've got to join the LBC Film Club. Yeah, cost she, a penny. She was on Jonathan Ross on Friday and she was great. Oh, was she? And he was very good with her, I have to say. I quite like Sandra Bullock. <clears throat> oh, I do too. She's she Speed. Yes. With on the bus. On the bus. With Keanu Reeves. Didn't they do two? They did Speed and Speed, speed One and Speed Two. It was the same story, was it? The it's same similar, bus. It was a different bus. Right. Yes. It was still very good. And she did one called The Net. Yeah. And, of course, she did uh, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. And Miss Congeniality 2. Oh, yes. Remember? Where I think she comes was a, part one and part two She now. was a cop, and then she turned into a kind of a, a catwalk model. Yeah. It's very good. It's very interesting. I'm looking at the uh, the comment in the paper today. <laughs> After the uh, remorseless, remorseless gang of wild dogs butchered this innocent uh, Shaquille Smith, and his mother mm. is saying here, my fear now, as the summer holidays approach, is how safe will our youngsters be? Yes. And she says here, we used to worry about kids falling off bikes, scuffing their knees during the holiday. Now it's, will they be stabbed? I have to be yes. honest. I mean, I don't know whether or not this runs through every area of London, but this is every mother's worst nightmare. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you had a child, uh, uh, I mean, if he was a 14-year-old boy, and he was saying, you know, 14-year-old boys go, I'm going out, Mum, I'm going out. You know, like you used to when you were young. I'm going out, going out, see my mates and that. The, you must, your mother must think, where are you going? And who are you going out with? And a mama can't can never know time, can who you? her boy is associating no. with. And they do get caught up in this whole lifestyle. Well, she says here, I mean, it's now created postcode <laughs> wars, believe it or not. It's become that stupid. She's, uh, she said many parents fail to keep kids in line. Absolutely. Because the parents are of the same stock as the children. They don't have any control <clears> over them whatsoever. And she says one of the boys involved had been on the streets since leaving school in year nine. She said Shaquille didn't need any gang. His family met all his needs. He came from a loving family. Mm. He had a solid extended family, security, and, and didn't know fear. That's what gave him the strength. But these six pieces of, can't use the word, you can't. filth. Vermin. You know, and then the worst thing was that other members of their gang abused mm. the, the family outside the court. What sort of sick people are they? sort of sick people would ever do anything like that. Yeah. There's no reason for it at all, is there? And his mum said that, you know, he'd only been allowed to go out on that night because he'd been a good boy all week. Yeah. And, you know, you did. You were treated. Do you, you remember were... those things like that when your mum say, right, because you've been good all week, you know, you've done the washing or yeah. whatever, you can stay out a bit later tonight. That was kind of a thrill. It was. These kids are on the street now. I mean, as I say, it's highlighted by the dumbing down of that girl on the bus yesterday from Kingston, feet up on the seats. I'm sorry, what sort of family do you come from, love? I know it's only something silly. But it's that that then escalates into... I'm not taking my feet off the seats. It then comes to back answering somebody. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've seen bus drivers being abused by people. And you think, oh, for God's sake, it's just not safe anywhere. You see, really, we, we've got to, we could get a whole new use for the fourth plinth, couldn't we? 
we could put people up there to be ridiculed, a bit like the stocks. Well, I've always advocated the there. stocks. Although the trouble is, th these people have no fear of <laughs> anything. They're certainly not fearful of being caught. And even if you had a death penalty, I don't think they're fearful of that, because otherwise nobody would ever commit any crimes. Yeah, but because they think they, they can just get away with anything. But they are getting away with it. Well, they won't be they, in prison. Boys, They've said they? 18 years in prison. They won't be in prison for 18 years. Well, they're so young, in 18 years' time, they, they won't even be 30. So what's the answer? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> certain things have to, have to have certain things. I mean, you can't bring back the death penalty because it doesn't work, although it does work in other countries, but in a very, very absurd sort of way. You know, you do the simplest thing and you get your hand cut off. You can't go back to that. But I think it's really instilling it. What do you do then? Well, I think you've, it's, it's up to the, you, the parents, I mean, as much as they can, to instill it. The trouble is, as the children grow up, the parents become frightened of the children. Oh, I've seen powerful. that before. I've seen parents sit there and you've got some, <laughs> some druggy son or daughter and they go, oh, this is, uh, you know, so-and-so and, and I can't deal with her or him, I can't do anything about it. And you think, well, that's just bad parenting. Uh, yes, but remember as well that the, the, the parenting is different nowadays. It's, uh, it's often single-parent families. You know, they don't have the support of a, of a, of a husband who can come on. You know, your, I bet your mum used to say to you, Stephen... Wait till your father comes home. I mean, that old, old line. Oh, that was enough. But that was enough, that was wasn't enough. it? I'll tell your father what yeah. you did. You know, and then that was kind of like, the, you put the fear of God in you, and you thought, <gasps> well, now they go, you wait till your father gets home. They go, he's not been round for 20 years. <laughs> no. What's the point? Do you know him, then? Yeah. Sort of yeah so say, who is he? Is. Do tell us. So they have to go on television to do a DNA to find out who their father is. You see them every day on television. On People Jeremy Carl's show. Is this my father, or is this not my father? And you go, you don't know? No. People don't How know. How worrying them. is that? They don't know. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people bought tickets, uh, says Maria, uh, on Michael Jackson. Now received an email regarding refund, but also a link to buy promotional T-shirts, mugs that would have been on sale in his O2 gig. I often wondered what had happened to this stuff. That's good. I'm though. sure it's going to. I'm sure it's going to crop Great up. Great memorabilia. I'm, oh, it is fantastic memorabilia. But there is an awful. Speed Two was on the boat. On the boat. James. That's right. Yes, the speedboat. Yeah, so the speed called boat. Speed Two. So now we know. I was trying to find. There's a man in the paper today who's just been sent to prison for a sex crime, mm -hmm. and he has pleaded to the courts that he can't be sent to this prison in Ireland because they might serve him red onions. And he's <laughs> alert. Yes, I know, stupid though it might seem. I like red and onions. And he's allergic to red onions, and this is an infringement mm. of his civil liberties. Also, they've not recognised the fact that he wants only kosher food. Oh, I mean, the, the, he's, he's quoted chapter and verse from all the different people, and you think to yourself... How does he know that they only serve red... They might serve red well, onions in that prison? he doesn't, but he's saying if they do, they won't take it out, and people have abused him, and you're thinking, you're going to prison. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, you're going to prison. It's not a long weekend at the Four Seasons, is it? They think in it is. Suite? Absolutely I think mad. they think it is. Absolutely crazy. Two fantastic pictures in the paper today. This one is frightening. It's in the, it's in the Daily Telegraph, and it's jaw-dropping. And it literally is a very, very close-up picture that um, Eric Cheng, who is an underwater photographer, has taken of a, a shark. And I tell you what, if you ever saw the film Jaws, this must have been what it was saying. I'll just show it to Steve. Do mm. try and have a look at this picture, because it is sensational. And good, they're in a feeding frenzy. Lovely stuff. Amazing. That's a very good reason for never going swimming, because you're never too sure what's going to pop up out of the ocean. Listen, just about it. John, thank you. My pleasure. John's back with us uh, very shortly on LBC 97.3. I'm back with you on Sunday. Ian Lavender is our special guest in conversation. I just realised I'm even a minute early, actually. I can't... The, you know why? The sunlight is bouncing in yes. through the window Lovely. so brightly.
but it's bounced in off the clock, which is lovely, isn't it? It's absolutely lovely. It's, it's a lovely... And I'm going to bed oh, today. Oh, it's bright. It is bright, yes. isn't it? Bit, bit, It'll bit be bright. sunglasses. We've got on. our sunglasses somewhere, haven't we? I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't go out without sunglasses. Next Friday, I think we'll do the whole programme in dark glasses. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm not sure about that. There used to be... Who was it? Magenta Divine used to wear dark glasses. Every, I used to think to herself, how can she see... <laughs> How can she see? Because I've been in nightclubs and I have inadvertently put on a pair of sunglasses. You can't see no. anything. And loads of people wear them in, in, in heaven on Saturday night. Why? Because they're mental. Oh, right. I would say, you'll fall over <laughs> or you'll trip up a step. I think I'm going to get Jeremy Joseph's two dogs, Haley and Gizmo, to wear them. Lovely. And Richie says, I remember you're only young twice. I'll have to get that uh, DVD. It's amazing. They still have all these old shows on tape. He said, I thought they'd been lost by now. Great stuff. John, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Don't forget, go to LBC dot co dot uk we'll put the link for the crones walk on the blog for today for all those people who missed it and i'll mention it pardon me again on sunday uh, <clears throat> when ian lavender ex of dad's army and now in sister act will be joining me for some very revealing conversation and then we'll have the breakfast show between eight and eleven also learn how to podcast please learn how to podcast change your life change your life completely so see you sunday have a great weekend nick's with you after the news which is next here on lbc we're closing in on benefit thieves with hidden cameras. We're closing in with mobile surveillance. We're